All right. The carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I am streaming live every way except MySpace, which we don't have a login for MySpace. Going to the phones now. Listen, if, if I'd had my druthers, I would have druther have had a one last conversation with Russ Castle because he was the one that got me inspired to get into broadcasting. But one guy I used to watch all the time on TV was this guy named Jack Roper. And now he joins us on the phones from WSBA TV 7. Good morning, sir. What may I do for you? Hey, Bill William. I just wanted to tell you, I, I listen to you every morning. You're just so right on. How do you get so smart? Ah, uh, it's a mistake of nature. It's a, it was a DNA crapshoot that worked out. It, it was. I was actually, you know, I, I dived in on the short end of the pool and something just happened when I hit when I collided <laughs> with the bottom of the pool. I, I, but listen, I mean, you know, I, but I mean, my time when I used to f take in media as a younger man in the 90s, yeah. it was it was you and Castle that I would watch. And I know that you used to well, be in weather and everything else, but you've segued various. But you're on you're on your, your mic's open there, dude. It, but you, you got you, a talk show. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, you know. Russ, Russ, I loved Russ, too. Of course, who didn't? He was a pioneer. Yeah, and I'm glad you're there. I just wish we had four hours of you instead of two. Uh, who do I talk to? <laughs> Get you on there more. Well, listen, I've already told them that in, in order for me to lead the hedonistic lifestyle that I'm wanting to do, they're going to have to give me more time. So I, I am working on that, and we're, we'll see what we get out of it. So far, so far, but you know what, Jack? I just have a good time with it because, I, unfortunately, I wasn't trained to do what I do, and the mere fact that I get paid to do it is hilarious to me. It's 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 well, a, it's a, both a blessing. A check too. Yeah. Can you imagine getting paid to talk? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, I, I tell people on a little talk show, I say, look, I'm a C-plus student. I got ADD. I get paid to do this. And I'm going, I'm still amazed. I got a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, what I'm waiting for is uh, for the national news and uh, have them interview all the local TV meteorologists and ask us what we think about, well, it used climate to call it global warming. Now they yeah. updated it to climate change. Uh, Bill, I love to tell people, you remember the Great Lakes? They used to be glaciers. I, I guess that was global warming. Yes, you know, so much of that's just garbage. I don't, I don't know how you – you probably think like me because I think a lot of – like you do – on a lot of issues you talk about. Well, I mean, if, if they don't – if they want me to think that mankind can do so much about the climate, they need to stop showing me that feed from the, uh, from the International Space Station where I can see just yeah. how big the planet is. And they yeah. need to they need to do away like with with Deepwater Horizon when that went out when that hurricane came in and took all of that oil off of the coast for the most part, and just yeah. dispersed it and and did what nature does, because nature's bad yeah, you know, with two Ds it, it it handles stuff. Bad with two Ds, yeah. Well, and of course, watch uh, the Netflix thing with uh, Morgan Freeman. Of course, he advertises everything, but it's yeah. the life on planet. And he I've watched the entire the thing. Yeah, me too. I heard you talk about it one day. In fact, but uh, we've had global distinction three times, basically. You know, a few yeah. creatures somehow hibernated. Uh, of course, that was maybe pre-humanity, but the, it wiped the dinosaurs out once. We've had two other global distinctions. And the thing with me with uh, the the global warming and uh, climate change is the fact that so many humans are so arrogant to think we can do much of anything. Really. Well, I, mean, I was eight years. I, I was eight years old when when we went to the moon. Okay, 
and we went to the moon with less compute. We went to to the moon with less computing power than we carry in our smartphones. And if, yeah. if somebody wants to tell me that the only way for us to save the earth is to regress to where we are running around with no electricity and, yeah. and, and butter churns, and we can't have horses, though, and we can't have cows. We're just going to have to have bugs and, and, and what, you know, that kind of regression, I you know, that doesn't seem like we're trying to save the earth to me. Well, and listen, by the way, go to uh, uh, Sunday mornings on CBS and yes, sir. look up. A story they did, uh, it's one of the few shows that has some fun stuff on it, uh, and it talks about the batteries that came out 100 years ago. Right. And guess what? They didn't work. It just didn't catch on. 100 nope. years ago. They, nope. they put up terminals in New York City, and we had steamers, Stanley steamers, and we had all this kind of stuff, and people just didn't buy into it. And now, uh, you know, who is it? Budget rent-a-car is selling off the battery cars. Buick dealers are getting rid of uh, things, and uh, it's kind of laughable, I think, unless China hops on board and some of these other uh, global uh, livers that breathe the sweet breath of life pitch in. How are we going to save the earth? Us humans, that is. I, I, I fully believe that one day we're going to have those uh, those DeLoreans like in Back to the Future with the Mr. Coffee <laughs> Maker fusion thing on the back of it where we can power the car with a banana peel and a Schlitz malt liquor can. But until that day comes and we have, yeah, and, and, but until that, until that uh, technology is mature, the electric car yeah. is a great idea, except the batteries only work in, the, what is it, 59 to 86 degrees. That's optimal. And if you're not in that window of temperature, you're in trouble. Right. Well, and you, you know from an old gas-powered engine, when it gets too cold, the batteries don't work. When it gets too hot, they don't work. That's a normal car battery. Right. Uh, you know, they, they are temperamental. But I, I'm with you, buddy. I listen to you every morning. I, I, you just, you're great. I, I dig everything you're saying, basically. Well, Mr. Roper, I certainly do appreciate you taking the time to call. If you ever want to go and, you know, engage in the art of armed self-defense, I'm your guy. <laughs> well, well, teach well, you how to be I, a, I, a life taker and a heartbreaker. And other than that, it's very nice just <laughs> to know that you're out there and listening. That's great. Well, I do listen. Just do me a favor. Call me Jack, because Mr. Roper is big with my mother. I gotcha. Appreciate you got it, Jack. Good. Thanks Thank for you, calling, Jack. I, I appreciate it, <laughs> Take Jack. Care, man. Thank you very much. Okay, that doesn't happen every day. I go from one extreme to the other. <laughs> I've never, I've never, Maestro, I've never been uh, praised by anybody from the TV industry. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've not seen that yet. I've been to a couple of events where, like, the TV news guys will be there and the radio news guys will be there. Oh, and yeah, when the radio, yeah. when the radio news guys try to get in there and, and get the mic in place and everything, the TV guys sort of look at them like, <laughs> like they're beneath them or something. Yeah, you and, get looked down on a little bit, yeah. But, I've, I mean, I've, you know, I've, been, I've, I've witnessed that. <laughs> yeah. the, the, actual, the actual thing about this, though, is that with this signal, there's certain times of the day, probably probably during Tara's time slot and during Charlie's time slot, when the actual listening audience is bigger than CNN has. Right. At certain parts of the day, I don't know. I don't know where we fall here on my time slot right before, but Maestro and I have an idea about what happens to some people when they call in and they want to go off on me. They're hangry when that happens. Yeah, they're definitely it's right angry. before lunch. They're it's got to be hanger. I, I hope it's you know. <laughs> I try. I try to come in with a fairly even keel, but that's all beside the point. 
That was quite nice. He does. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. So we're going to end. So right after we had William from Clover call in, then somebody came in right behind that telling me I couldn't take the heat and I couldn't do this and I'm not, I'm afraid of facts and uh, no, I'm not afraid of facts. But here's the thing. Uh, If we go boots on the ground, that means somebody's children is going over there. Right now, we got $34 trillion in debt. We got runaway inflation. We got all kinds of other things going on right now. We got veterans living in the street. And somebody wants to give more money to Ukraine. Let's send more stuff to Ukraine. Let's go spend more people in Ukraine. If you want to do that, by all means, they, they will take a volunteer. You could, they'll, they'll, even if you don't have the stuff, if you can just make your way to the Ukraine, you can volunteer and be a part of it. You can be a part of it. And if you don't want to be a part of it, and if you just want us to be a part of it, well, sorry. That's something people volunteer for. I volunteered for it. If this was going on right now, I'd have no problem going to it. But, uh, you know, my nation right now cannot support combat operations to the degree that it needs to. And that would almost certainly embroil a larger component than just Russia and Ukraine if we get involved in that. And sometimes I really wish people should just stay in their doggone lane and uh, not try to think militarily just because they read a book or two. Reading is fundamental. Uh, Experience trumps everything. Plain, simple. When we get back, uh, do you think that when Trump wins this election, the Democrats are going to try to keep him from taking office? Do you think that? I'm wondering. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. That sounds like disturbed. Is that disturbed? Just not. I see you there. Yeah. All right. The carpro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And we're streaming every every way except for MySpace, which we don't, like I said, we don't have a login for that. They're not going to throw Donald Trump off the ballot. Supreme Court's not going to allow that. And Trump's polls continue to go up. Every time they go after him, every time they find him guilty of something, everything continues to go up for him. So the real possibility now is that Donald Trump wins the the presidency. They can steal a close election. They cannot, and it wasn't about the popular vote. It was never about the popular vote. Never about that. So not a done deal. Definitely a huge possibility. And the Democrats are now having to face that very bitter dose of reality. So they're going to try to figure out how to stop him from taking office when he wins the election. And friends, that would be a really bad idea. But then again, the Democrat Party is the party of bad ideas, the party of the nanny fascism. And it is also remarkably free of any recognition of its own hypocrisy. And it's popular now to say the issue is not hypocrisy, but hierarchy, and that the Democrats 
feel like they can do whatever they want. They don't want Trump to be president, so what are they going to do about it? Well, they're going to do whatever they have to do in order to remain in charge of you. <laughs> and they're very sensitive about us talking about this, you know. Joe Biden, you know, he, he's probably been asked to leave office a few times. And um, the reason he would be asked to leave office would be not to blow the... It does no good now for him to exit. He should have exited during this term, and then they would have been able to do things with uh, Kamala Harris. She would prove to be too unpopular, and she'd probably have picked Pelosi or Schumer to be her vice president, and whatever it would have been. It would have been so bad, they would have said, we've got to start over again. And then they could go after Michelle, or they could go after Gavin or whoever they wanted. But since he's gone this route, things actually, you know, by the time, whenever they're, when is their... Uh, is it August, I think? You know, that doesn't give whoever gets to take it over from him enough time to make it happen. So, <laughs> they want, uh, you know, this is the guy. Biden is the guy that threatens you with fighter jets. If you dare say anything against the, uh, you know. Because we're all treasonous traitors and MAGA extremists. And... So he believes, he believes, and the rest of the, his base believes that he is justified in doing whatever he does, must do to stop us. So if Trump wins, do they let him take office again? I would think this time going around uh, that America is going to pay a little bit different attention to what happened last time. We were so stunned. I mean, I was absolutely stunned that he won, to be honest with you. I was absolutely stunned that he won in the first place. But then he did, and then he actually started doing things because I, I was kind of wondering how this was going to work out. I knew that he was a businessman, and he was going to do things the way businessmen do. And I wasn't worried about what he says or what he tweets or anything. I just wanted to see how he did what he was going to do or do what he was going to did or whatever, however you want to put it, whatever the grammatical, grammatically correct term is. And, uh, well, he was very, very effective. And he worked alone. He had no Congress that helped him. He didn't have a Congress. We had, con I mean, you know, Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House and Mitch McConnell, the murder turtle. He had not started season up yet. He was in charge of the Senate. And they did nothing for him. They, they passed nothing. They didn't put anything together for him. One thing they did do is they kept him from repealing Obamacare because they decided, well, we're going to repeal and replace. But why do we need a government solution for health care now maybe they're right now getting together saying we can pull some shenanigans when we count the electoral college ballots why wouldn't they and don't say they just spent three years screaming about the republicans attempting to do that because again they're immune to the hypocrisy it doesn't matter to them they're going to do the exact what's going to happen is everything they've accused us of doing everything they've accused everything they've accused the people on january 6th of doing I mean, they're going to do it, but they're going to do it for real. They're going to go. They're going to go wild. They're going to get kinetic, which is that. That's 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 unfortunate that they're going to get kinetic because, unfortunately, depending on where they get kinetic and who they get kinetic with, they may find out that whole equal but opposite reaction axiom that Einstein put out there. 
it, it is one thing to be somebody out there, which is what they do uh, when they, uh, you know, when they want to go violent, right? The other thing that I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to do now, this would be, this would be a, this would be definitely the bridge too far. If Biden decided to call out the, and you got to consider every one of these things. If he decides to call out the National Guard in D.C. or decides to call the 82nd Airborne or whatever he decides to call, um, do you think they would get prosecuted for any violence that they might do? The people that will protest <laughs> in January of 2025, they're going to be armed. They're going to be violent. They're going to be dangerous. And they're going to have some sort of excuse because we've been, all of them have been being stead this steady diet of Trump is an insurrectionist, democracy is in danger, reasons, because, and if they believe this, if you really believe this is the way it is, of course, you're going to do something about it. So I'm not so much concerned about the election because I think the writing is on the wall. It's on the wall for Nikki. It's on the wall for Joe. I think Trump's coming back. And the the, the big question now is what is going to be the uh, what's going to be the reaction to it? The people that he's going to be taking the reins of government from are not committed to democracy. They don't care about freedom. They care about power. And the mummified meat puppet, he really enjoys the power because he gets all the soft serve he wants whenever he wants it. He can he can put all of those nice you know all those nice boxes of classified information all around his Corvette that saves the paint. So what should we be doing? Step one is to win the election and do it decisively. There's also other problems that come that with slipping through the skin of our teeth. A decisive win makes it harder to cheat and harder to negate. We're going to see lawsuits. We're going to see all sorts of other stunts in every close state. 2020 was decided by 42,000 votes over three states. And the Democrats will bring the suits, and they'll get much more consideration than Trump's did. And we could have some state court judge in Wisconsin disrupt the entire election by announcing that none of the Republican ballot count for some nonsense reason. But again, you don't really need a reason when you're just seizing power, because that's what it's about. Democrats protest every single Republican election as illegitimate. This one will be the next one. It's not, it's not, it might be the next one. It's not, it could be the next one. It's going to be the next one. And they will certainly protest this one should Trump win and we got to be ready. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for people to be getting in your face and maybe starting to swing at you and stuff or, you know, backing Trump? Do you dare back Trump? <sighs> that's what's that's what's in the offing as of this moment um yeah when we get back right now america today you're being told that you're just a piece of property that belongs to the government you're going to do what you're told to do aren't you this is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
CarPro.com. Talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307. Here we are in America, 248 years after our founding. And what are we being told by the powers that be? We're being told that we own nothing. We don't own our life, our liberty, or our property. The government tried very hard to mandate that we inject something into our body. And under the threat of losing employment, you know, being restricted in movement, being socially ostracized, and then, just to make sure that happened that way, they worked with media outlets to censor any information that opposed the COVID shots and the mandates. We existed in a time when everybody, healthy or not, was told to stay in their homes, where people were being arrested for playing at a playground with their children or surfing alone in the ocean. They want to control your health care system and access, and uh, not for your benefit. No, if you're in charge of your own health care, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to, like, if you get sick, you're going to do everything you possibly can do in order to live. And, uh, well, they're going to make sure that you just don't, you're just not a drain on resources anymore. They're just going to let you be killed. Euthanasia boards abound, you know. They want to control what you eat under the guise of saying they know what's best for our health. When I was... <laughs> Sometimes, you know, personal choices, you, you pay a penalty for personal choices. With my heart attack, my heart attack was all manufactured by me. It wasn't anything else, and it was by my choices. I made very bad choices. I ate very badly. I didn't exercise. I smoked like I was getting paid every time I used my Bic lighter. I used more lighters per day than most people smoke cigarettes. Let's put it that way. I was smoking like it was a profession. So my body, my choice has some inherent risks. But by the same token, hey, still holds true. But today with this form of government, that only holds true if you want to dismember an unborn baby in the womb. That's what they call birth control and women's health. Or if you want to cut off some healthy tissue under the guise of gender-affirming care, what is better, to sit back and be, be confused or to start having parts of you chopped off? Well, And this is the thing. I, I have tattoos, so people say, well, I don't know why you do that. That's permanent. No kidding. What do you think it is when you have your breast chopped off? These same guys that control the government right now, they want to control your liberty. See, the Bill of Rights was never meant to be a bunch of suggestions. Joe Biden is out there in, in, his, in his efforts to justify everything he does. He says no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. Freedom of religion? We'll just shut down the churches. Freedom of speech? Well, only if it's accepted. Freedom of expression? The right to peaceably assemble or the right to petition your government? Now you can forget that noise. And if you disagree with that agenda of the left, you lose your liberty. You'll be branded as a domestic terrorist. 
And all the while, the dangerous leftist domestic terrorists go free. If you take out a business, a business loan, if you're a businessman that takes out a loan, you pay it back with interest, you're guilty of fraud. <laughs> but by the same token, Joe Biden can get out there and dismiss the college student loan and have you pay for it, which they just committed fraud when they did that, when they applied for it. Anybody today, any young person, if you, listen, if you're applying for a loan and you don't intend to pay it back, you're committing fraud. And then you might not be able to do business in New York for three years. They don't even believe you own your business because remember it was Buffalo Barack Hussein Obama who quipped, if you own a business, you didn't build that. And still, he got reelected. Still. Unfortunately, you know, he got out there and he, he, he was charismatic enough and was so good at talking that people didn't catch on to something. He asserted that government roads and schools enable people to have businesses, but what he didn't recognize was the tax revenue from the individuals and the businesses that fueled the private sector or the public sector enough to, to provide that service in the first place, those schools and those roads. It was the government that told private sector businesses they had to shut down during the COVID fiasco. But if you talk about shutting down the, uh, the, the, the government, they blow a gasket. They absolutely just lose their mind. Because it is the revenues of individuals and businesses that provide the largesse for the government. But you don't, you, you, you don't own your business. You do not own your resources. You have to pay your fair share unless you're Hunter Biden. Your children, they're not yours. You don't get to raise them your way. If, you know, if you don't agree with the progressive agenda, if, if your child comes to you and your child's name is Sally and she wants to be, you know, Seymour or Stephen or whatever, okay, that's got to happen. That's happening in several states across America, most recently in Indiana. But you can take your child to see some perverted biological males scantily dressed as females, which there's nothing I like better than to see a fully equipped biological male wearing a thong. So rewarding for me. Isn't it rewarding for you? It, hey, that's the, you know, that's true enlightenment, William from Clover. Young women. They don't get to compete against each other and have privacy in their locker rooms. They fought to have their own separate divisions, their own separate sections, their own separate sports, and now that's being taken from me, or for them, from them, rather. And, of course, property. You don't get to have any property. You can pay off your mortgage, but you're still a renter to the government. If you don't pay your property taxes, even though you own the house, uh, guess what? You lose the house. Even though you own the house. And it's not just the physical home. Progressive socialists, they want to determine what type of dishwasher, stove, heating, thermostat, AC, energy source, and amount of water you have in your toilet. They want to tell you what type of vehicle you can have and even what they want to place a mileage monitor in your vehicle if it operates on fossil fuel. All that's happening right now. This is totalitarian. We're not moving that way. We are there. We have arrived. Get out and check out the parking lot. The totalitarian parking lot. Very sparse. So, you truly own nothing in a totalitarian society. Uh, 
no such thing as a natural rights theory. Anything and everything is all about the state. And the leftists in America don't even believe that there's an America, hence the open borders. So they do not believe that you have a right to be kept safe and secure. Now, if we're idiotic enough to keep these guys in office in 2024, then guess what? We get the government we deserve. And if we continue to participate in the grandest and most dangerous Pavlovian experiment and continue to reward this, we get the government we deserve. Time to make a decision. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. The carpro.com talk line is one 800 905 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Uh, Nikki Haley has left the state. See, the big difference between Haley and Ron DeSantis is Ron DeSantis knows how to read the room. And right now, Ron DeSantis looks like a genius. He's, he's out there going, Ron DeSantis, he saved all of his water for a better day. Now, Nikki, on the other hand, all anybody's saying to Nikki besides her inner circle, which keeps saying, oh, you can win, you can win, girlfriend, go for it, girl power. Uh, everybody else seems to be wanting to go, you need to quit. I get it. I understand it. I, I know that you, you, you I, and I'm, I'm talking to you, Nikki. I know that you worked very hard for a long time, and it's not happening. And it happens all the time. You've been lucky because you've never lost an election before, but everything ends. Everything ends. But that and that so this streak for you is over. You cannot win. And even if Trump decides to drop out of the race before the convention and releases delegates to vote for whoever they wanted, it's not going to be you. I understand. I get it. That's harsh. But you know what? You know it's true, too, do, don't you? And I kind of think this sort of feeds your decision to stick around as long as you have. you got nothing left to lose, right? You've already lost it all. you got other people footing the bill. But what you're doing right now is you're providing sound bites. And uh, for, for those that get out there that are easily manipulated and you know who they are because you're a politician and you know how to do it you have people that know how to do it too uh you're doing damage about what you claim to care about the most and if you're conservative sparing who will be the nominee is counterproductive and that small slice of the electorate who are actually republicans and not democrats crossing over to prolong this are needed in the general election and the longer more bitter your campaign becomes uh, you know, you're making, you're drawing this out. And this is the thing. I, I think you've let this get personal. And you should know better than anybody else out there that this is not personal. And the innuendo floating in your direction by someone married three times who paid a porn star to go away is galling for you, isn't it? 
But none of that changes the fact that the party has spoken. And putting your fingers in your ears is not going to help either. Because everybody that voted for him understands that Donald Trump is the imperfect messenger. But he is the messenger. And if nothing else, you should be honest with yourself and say to yourself that the issue you care about most have one chance of coming into being or not getting worse, and it is him, if that's what you really believe. And the more damage your rich donors enable you to do, this isn't going to get any better. Every dollar you spend is one dollar less Democrats have to spend in the fall. Every drop of blood you draw is one less drop Democrats have to go after. So the real question is, do you mean what you say on the campaign trail? Or has it just become about you? It happens all the time. I've seen it happen all the time. It happened to the NRA. The NRA has become the cult of Wayne LaPierre. And your, your campaign has become the cult of heels. And if you continue... We'll know that you don't mean what you're saying. And I know because other people are willing to fund this, it's tempting. But you need to be asking yourself, why are they funding me? Why would people continue to pay for what is obviously a lost cause? And maybe they're true believers and they can't really accept defeat. But what is more likely is they have something else in the background percolating. Because they're throwing away good money after bad. They would never do this in the business world. And it's not about you that they're doing this for. It's about Trump. And they either hate him because they are Republicans and he's rocking the boat that they're really comfortable on, or they hate him because they're Democrats and they have less faith in Biden's ability to lead a coherent campaign than his handlers have in his ability to walk up a regular flight of stairs. See, last time they didn't let Joe out. But Joe's been out. We know what Joe's about now. We know he's not about much of nothing. Joe has trouble walking on flat ground. But what both of these things have, both of these sides, this one, A, B, whatever it is, you are irrelevant in them. But you're just the delivery device. And if you, you're not the vessel, you're not the, you're not the, the package. So if this has become personal, I get it. But you're going to have to suck it up and deal with the reality that you're not going to like and you wish it was simply not true. But reality is not based on you liking it. It just is. And it's not your year and it may never now be your year. We, we have seen the desperation, how you definitely intend to stay there as long as you possibly can. And uh, you can still have a positive impact, though. You could help defeat Democrats up and down the ballot and the causes you care about will be advanced. If the mission, why you're, if, if why you're doing it is about that mission, then you would do it for the causes. If it isn't, it's about you. And uh, before you go away, we'll be observing this and watching, and we'll figure this out with you when you finally give up. But whatever it is, the choice is yours, and uh, because everybody else has already made their choice. The only one left that has to make a decision is you talk to you tomorrow in about 22 hours and remember this you are absolutely listening to news talk 98.9 word the voice of the carolinas